Welcome back to Platonic Life Partners, a podcast hosted by Consuelo and Melissa. Join us as we explore the beauty of Houston motherfucking Texas, share heartfelt stories, and celebrate the power of friendship. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode with us. Yes, this is episode five. Look at us like on our fifth episode. Fifth episode. <laughs> um, so this one will be... Uh, would you say it's special? Yeah, it's special. I think it's a little so special. So we're calling it our Sweet 16 episode because this year is our 16th year of yes. friendship and all that. So... Cute Hillary Dove Sweet 16. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have been friends for 16 years. That's crazy. So that was since we were in eighth grade. How old would we have been? I don't know. But if now that I see that it's 16 years, like I've known 13. you more than half my life. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh like my you've just gosh. always been there. So like you're like damn, she's always been there when Yeah. Uh, well let's see. We're twenty-nine minus sixteen. Thirteen. Thirteen? Because we were thirteen. Teenagers. <gasps> I know. We okay. didn't know anything about anything and look at us. We yeah. grew up together. Literally grew mm-hmm. up together, yeah. Mm-hmm. The sister I don't have. <laughs> the cabron, you know. Um, yeah, so we, like, how do you feel, Cello, about being, you know, 16 years strong? Like, now just talking about it and knowing that it's 16, like, that's the year, that's the number. I'm still shocked at the fact that I've known you more than, like, half my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's what's crazy to me, that it's 16 years, we're still going strong, and, you know, we'll see what the next 16 years say. I know, because when, how old are we going to be 16 years from oh, now? Oh, dear Lord. Um, 35? No, 45. Nah. 45? No. 16 years from now, we're 29. So 10, that'll be 39. (gasps) 45? Oh my goodness. We're going to be 45. (laughs) Even if we're not doing this podcast by then, we should like randomly upload a new episode. Thirty second year anniversary, friend anniversary. That is insane. I'm kind of sad that we didn't do a quinceañera last year. I know <laughs> we get our sweet sixteen this year. I know. Um, todas think, americanas, right? Right. Um, do you think we'll be celebrating big this year or no? So we didn't even talk about celebrating till today. But we do have a trip coming up, so I guess yeah. I can. It was meant to be like originally like because it was kind of spur of the moment i had three free nights so it was like you know fuck it like i want to go to boston slash salem like in like in the fall like let's go and you know supposedly everybody was going to be down everybody meaning like our little friend group of four of us and in the end it just looks like it's just going to be us two just the two of us yeah. so i think that's going to be a good thing. We can use that to celebrate. We should also look into, like, finally going to College Station. Oh, yeah. That's been one of my main things that I want to mm-hmm. do. I want to go because last year was our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. 10-year friendship anniversary with Frank. With Frank, who is yeah. our college friend. Uh, we met him in 2012, our freshman year. So, yeah, so and last year so was it's 10 been year. Now, 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um since we started college and so we wanted to go back there's a lot of new stuff going on over there in college station we like there's, i don't think construction will, will ever be over in that campus because i remember my mom when we went to our new student orientation or whatever my mom was like oh dicen que ya para el 2020 todo esto like all construction is going to be done negative like i think we negative. went right we went maybe two years ago um when we after our, our bad bunny concert wasn't this year oh no you're right we yeah. didn't go i so, was thinking we went after valentine's day but you're no, right no we didn't so we we had the car rental so i was like you know what let's just go make a little pit stop in college station and we got like our rings you know um shined up and everything and then we saw that they had a lot of construction they have a new what is, is it the aggie park yeah and that's i think done I that think. one's done Okay. Um, yeah, it is because a lot of pictures have been coming up from people that you know that I obviously follow like friends from college and all this and that. And some of them do go back, and so I'll see their pictures. And the Aggie Park looks nice. I know, and I really want to go like spend some time there. 
ahorita que tengo amigos ahí bien, I'm not, ya oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yes, I wanted, I wanted to do something big last year because it was our 10 years. Yeah, and we didn't do it. So we so didn't do it. Like, I, don't well, even, I don't even remember why we didn't do it. I think time just was not in our in our favor. I think we got a lot yeah, of us, like, yeah, a lot of us, stressed. yeah, so no, we're like, no, let's not do it this year. So we can find, we can, like, um, I think it'll, it, like, we can find definitely, like, a weekend to go and to hang out. Uh, already got offers of places where we can stay. So, you know, <laughs> if y'all are listening, best believe I'm going to hit you up at some point. Um, because, yeah, like, I think, I think that was also a big worry because we had gone to El Paso and everything last year. And we, I guess we were like, um, we're a little short on money. Yeah, <laughs> like, because even then that trip was, I mean... El boleto ya estaba pagado to see Bad Bunny, but um, luckily we were able to stay at Frank's mom's house. Mm -hmm. So we stayed there, but then obviously we hopped over to Juarez. We spent a little bit of money there. Yeah. And then with the travel with gas and the car rental that we had, we spent money there too. So we're mm -hmm. like, eh, you know, because we ended up dropping off. Obviously, we, land we like stayed in Dallas or whatever when we came back. So Frank got dropped off at his apartment. And then we went to Georgetown and we dropped off Michael with his family right there where Joe lives. And then for us, just a little small trip that we did, we just went to College Station literally that day. And then, and came, then back came back to Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And returned it that same night. So we wouldn't get charged an extra night. Yeah. The car rental. But I mean, it's so, you know, it still adds up. And, you know, um, it's, it's, it, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. But and like, especially because the time that we wanted to go was either September or November. And mm. September with me and my family, like we, there's a birthday party every weekend. So I was like, I don't know if I can find a weekend where we can go, but there was a weekend, but I don't know. It was, it was something with time and money. And we were just like, you know what? We already saw each other. Like <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, yeah. but, but yeah. I feel like, cause then who knows where I'm going to be this time next year. Yeah. So like, you know, if we can make it go, like make it and go this year, we will. So like, that might be something else that we do to celebrate as well. That'll be celebrate. Like, I guess I will be inclusive of Frank, you know, we'll celebrate with him too. <laughs> but, um, us too, I think will be our little Boston slash Salem trip. Um, and we get a nice hotel cause I had three free nights. And so like, they were like, honestly, like pretty good points. So like. I got, we got to have a nice, we're, we're going to get to have a nice hotel. So, but otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I think that's a good thing about this podcast, you know, that we're doing it. Like, we didn't realize we've known each other for that long. And now I guess we get to celebrate the little small milestones, I guess, that mm -hmm. we're crossing over. So, yeah, we won't be celebrating as big. Um, excuse me. Luna. Quítate. No manches, Luna. <laughs> I don't know if you, if y'all probably heard that, her little caller. She jumped up to the table where we have our recorder. Um, but yeah, I think that the trip, you know, I'm looking forward to it, especially excited for you to actually already see how it goes down up in there. Mm -hmm. Hopefully nothing scary happens because, <laughs> um, but yeah, so looking forward to that trip. All right. So I went ahead and I looked up mm -hmm. what do people give each other for a 16th anniversary Mm -hmm. And so for a wedding anniversary, mm -hmm. they give each other silver. So it'll either be like silverware or like a piece of jewelry that's silver. But you go get you some spoons. Right. But, <laughs> some food. Um, but I was like, you know what? I don't see any like friendship one. Do you think there should be a friendship like list of what to give each other? I think it would be cute. Like, why not? You know, um, I don't know what they would be. But yeah, I feel like either. I feel like you the little James Avery <laughs> you gave me earlier. They look that silver. Yeah, those are silver. They should be silver. Damn, I need to get you something silver. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I feel like that would be cute, you know, like maybe like um like for big milestones, maybe like a 10 year friendship. Because I feel uh, like it's that's why I wanted to do that big old trip. Yeah. But, yeah, so like um, and it could be like, oh, like at 10 years, you take like a trip that's spent. Like, it doesn't have to be like a material gift. It could be like, oh, like that's where you like take a trip back mm -hmm. to something that was meaningful to, to y'all. So like in our case, it would have been like, oh, like where we went to college. Where we met and all this and that. Yeah. And then like for us, like, I mean, we could have done like 15 or 16 years. So like if we were like in my head, I'm like, oh, 10 and then 15, 20 and so on. Because it's pretty common for you to have friends for a long time. But I feel like when you hit like ten years, it's like oh, like that's pretty. That's a pretty good like number. Yeah, especially if you made that friend shit. Like even if 
Especially if you started that friendship when you were a little older. Like, adult friendships are mm-hmm. hard to, like... Are hard to keep. <laughs> hard to and make it are hard to keep. Especially with us, because obviously Michael's in California and then Frank's in Dallas. And then, you know, luckily for us, we're in Houston right now. But it's like you said, next year, who knows where you'll be. Mm-hmm. And I was so. for Col- in Colorado for four years. Yeah, so it was... So, it's a whole thing. And, like, it, like, it takes real effort. So, like, I feel like that should be celebrated. And so, we'll take our belayed 10-year anniversary with, like, the three of us. And maybe Michael will make it. But I don't think he will. Because, you know, he's not about Texas anymore. You know? <laughs> he's puro califas ese way. I know. Puro califas. Uh, but then us, like, maybe, like, that can be 10-year. Uh, 15-year? What would be, like, a 15-year friend friendiversary gift? Mm, you mean like just for us or you mean for like including frank well like in general like anything that like like a general friendship anniversary gift list like if everybody was following this for 15 years i think go like on a big trip like go out the country ah so like not just somewhere that like where you have memories together but now you're making new memories yeah you're making new memories maybe it's something we need to get our ass to like canada is what you're saying well because canada is i like canada (laughs) But I'm not saying we should just go to Canada because it's something I've been wanting to do, but... Well, like, you said out the country. It's like, well, yeah. it's technically out the country. But I know Frank's been wanting to go to Europe, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'm like, go to Paris. Yeah. And I, I do want to leave the country. Yeah. Like, literally leave the whole... Not even the country. Like, leave the whole continent. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, we've been to Mexico. North, to be fair, we have America. been to Mexico, but not for vacation, which is something yeah, we that we went. also want to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be a trip. Maybe too. that could be a little small trip in between or something mm-hmm. to test ourselves out in these streets. Yeah. Thanks for being here to celebrate our friend anniversary. Yay to 16 years. Woo-hoo. So moving on to our main topic today. Oh, um, no. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, so for the month of September, as y'all know, it's National Hispanic Heritage Month. So we kind of want to dive into that topic and see mm-hmm. where it goes from here. Yeah, like talk about some topics related to our culture. Because as you know, me and Cello are both Latinas and this is a Latina podcast so we want to you know talk about just our culture and also mm-hmm. maybe how platonic relationships fit into that into so that um cello for you though i wanted to ask because like it's hispanic heritage month and before we were recording we were like did they change that is it now latino hispanic like latino heritage month or what so because i know you and i have really transitioned to how we identify mm-hmm. like how do you identify now I, before it would be Hispanic, now it's Latina. Like, you know, I'll say, oh, I'm a Latina, all this Mm -hmm. and that and whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like I I identify more in that aspect than the Hispanic one. Because Hispanic to me is like, oh, it's Spaniard and all this and that and everything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then Latinos, like, with all the other people, like, you know, all my Latinos and stuff. So I feel like I'm more towards them. Yeah. Yeah, because there's definitely that difference, right, of like, oh, like, Hispanic kind of really has a lot of implications with mm-hmm. like our colonial history um and then there's also like i know you said you you don't really identify as like chicana oh yeah that's too no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because when i took a course at a&m they made it seem like chicanos were bad and you know and they were frowned upon in society and stuff because they were out there doing like you know all the protests and everything with dolores huerta and um what's his name mm-hmm. What's his name? Um, the other guy that was helping with the with the farm workers. I can't remember his name. But yeah, with Dolores Huerta and stuff. And then like all the Chicanos and all this and that. And then all the suit suits and everything. Mm-hmm. So like he was talking down on it. So I wonder if there's more research on it where it will make my opinion on being called a Chicana. Like being like, okay, I am proud to be called a Chicana, you know? Mm-hmm. Because even, like, my dad will be like, ah, pinche chicanilla. And it's like, no, like, don't call me that. Because, you know, even when he says it, like, it sounds bad. So, but, yeah. So, hopefully, I can find, like, more stuff or books or something. Or anybody out there, you know, that they have an article that I can read. And I can be like, oh, okay, I am proud to be called a chicana. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's interesting. Because I, I also didn't really understand, like, what that meant. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I knew you didn't like that shit, but I didn't really know why. Because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, I guess you don't use that word. <laughs> but... Like, the way I think about it now is that, yeah, like, they did a lot of, like, Chicanos are, like, um, Latinos who were born in the, mm-hmm. United, in the States. United States. So, 
like with that, there is a lot of sometimes feeling like, like you and I talk about that a lot, like, oh, like we like run into someone who's kind of maybe feeling like they're a little better than like, Mm. than, than people who like immigrated here or people who don't speak English as well. And Mm -hmm. they kind of refuse to speak Spanish, even if they can speak Mm -hmm. it, like, like that kind of thing. And that kind of thing does turn me off a little bit Mm -hmm. to like identifying with them. Um, so like, I really do sometimes like really lean towards Latina because it's like, nah, like I'm proud. Like we're proud. Yes, proud where of we it. come from, our language, our food, everything. <laughs> because muchos like, sabes hablar español y te estoy hablando en español, pero no me contestas mm-hmm. en español. I'm like, why are you not speaking in Spanish if you know how to speak it? Mm-hmm. Because you and me, like if it, if I mean, mm-hmm. if we could, we could make this whole podcast just in Spanish. Mm-hmm. We could say, fuck all y'all, I yeah, just speak in literally, Spanish. we just speak Spanish, like, whenever we're all together, like, you know, if it's just you and me, it's all Spanish. Most of it is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Even with, like, um, Frank and Michael, or with, like, our other friends and stuff, it's all mostly Spanish. Like, mm-hmm. like we, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, I stay more comfortable even, like, in the Spanglish, mm-hmm. like, yes. air, like, space. But it's so interesting because then I learned a lot about that history of, like, oh, like, they really did fight for a lot of our rights. Yes. That it's, like, I feel like I don't identify as Chicana, but, like, I support the Chicana movement. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it's, yeah. like, you know, like, hell yeah, they were out here doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing, like, as I've learned more and more. But, yeah, like, I still, like, identify as Latina. And, or, like, Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I've heard people say that, like, people in Mexico don't want you identifying as Mexican-American if you were born in the U.S. Because, I know that. Because they're like, well, you're not Mexican. Oh. Which is also, like, I feel, yes, I am. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, like, right here, I feel like an expert when I talk in Espanol. And then when I, I, know, go, when you go, over there, when I like, go to Michoacan, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, the funny story that I always say. I think it was me. I was probably 13 or 14. And then our cousins from California went that time too, because one of them was having her 15. And so then our little cousin, Mendes, we were like walking with our cousin, Luis Angel, who's older than us. He's probably like around my age. And then Mendes saw a rock. So she was like, oh, mira la, mira la roca. And then my cousin Luis Angel, who's from over there, from Michoacán, he was like, hoy nomás a esta roca es piedra, niña, no roca. And so then from then on, I was like, oh, snap. I thought it was roca, too. It's piedra. Like, yeah. Oh, never mind. But it's interesting. It's like the same way, like, we say, well, like, I say, like, I say, like, printer or like printer oh, and yes. that's not really how like, you say imprimidor, impresor, I don't know it's like imprimir I know like I don't know what you would call the printer itself like but it's so interesting like we like it like it's lame <laughs> like I don't know like yeah. that's just how we speak um and and I don't mean just like me and cello I mean like my parents like mm. we literally like, we all say printer yeah. you know um and so, like, I don't know, like, you just, like, people will say, like, oh, like, you don't know how to speak it, like, for real. But it's like, I don't know, this is just, this yeah. is how you speak it. This is how I grew up speaking it. So, I mean, it's it's what you're going to get. That's, yeah. That's what I grew up with, so. Yeah. But it's funny then, because then I'm in, like, spaces, like, at, like in academic mm-hmm. spaces. And they're like, oh, you know, this is and this and this. And I'm like, see, nah. Like, because I don't <laughs> speak like this it, yeah. at home. Like, I don't use these, mm-hmm. like, academic words at home. I don't know what the translations of them are. Like, oh. I don't know. It takes me a while. But it's funny because I, when I was doing interviews with, like, um, people who were like immigrants like mm-hmm. like first generation like they migrated here they were always so surprised like oh like hablas el español bien like you yeah. you speak spanish really well and in my head i was like i don't think i do but i guess <laughs> they were just like at least she's not yeah. stuttering over everything she's saying i feel like they had a low standard for like they're like, like dang for, for someone my sounded, age i yeah. guess <laughs> like oh she like speaks it pretty well but like I definitely got more and more comfortable like using like those words and being like oh like I can say this in Spanish like it's fine but it's so interesting and so hey guys this is Michael just popping in for one of our Michael's Minute in my opinion it opens a conversation to other individuals of the community that don't feel comfortable speaking the language or were simply never taught because of assimilation there are a lot of variables when it comes to how we're raised but that's also the beauty of being able to speak about it in a shared space we all get to share our experiences and be able to relate to others who have gone through the same that we have and that's how Michael sees it 
Sonia. Have you always felt proud to be Mexican? Yes, because <laughs> so when I was in elementary, like literally all we listened to, like from my family was like banda, norteñas, all this and that. And I felt like I had to assimilate more to the American culture once I moved over to middle school. Mm. And even like my little brother who moved when he was in second grade, because I moved when I went into seventh and he moved, like we both moved and he was going into second grade. And even him, I saw like some of the changes where like we were watching, like obviously we would watch PBS Kids or whatever, but we would watch it even more. Or like we got cable and we started watching Nickelodeon more. Like we Mm -hmm. stopped like watching Mm -hmm. like the regular um, Spanish shows, which would be like the novelas or the talk shows. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like whenever... They would ask in class, like, oh, what's your favorite type of music? I would always have to be like, oh, um, pop or whatever. <laughs> I couldn't say like, oh, me gusta la banda, me gusta las norteñas. <laughs> and they would have been like, yeah. what? <laughs> so that's when I felt that I had to change a little bit more. But then, you know, looking back, I was like, man, I should have just kept it. Because not everybody be on that freaking bandwagon, you know, like mm. listening to these songs and whatever, especially with Grupo Firme, which, you know, that's another topic. But, um... <laughs> You know, um, with them too, like bringing out all these songs and everything and bringing up the banda culture, I guess. So, mm. but yeah. But besides that, I mean, ev- all the time, you know, I've never been really ashamed mm. to be a Mexican American. So, mm. that's so interesting because I don't know that I was ever ashamed, but like I did, like, I ha- always had like a different taste in like music than my parents. Mm. And I eventually did, like, as I was learning Spanish or English, watch more and more English shows. And that like expanded me to like, Oh, I really like this kind of music or I like that kind of music and then suddenly it was like ah fuck that you know <laughs> like and it would be like kind of like that self-hating thing right of like no like I'm gonna speak English or oh, like okay. oh I wish I was lighter skin so I could have my hair red like um, you know like all this kind of stuff yeah. and then we went to college and I was like oh my goodness like at least I get it, it, get it more, yeah maybe yeah. More I appreciate my culture too because I mean it was nothing but white people so like you yeah. had to stay like together yeah because if not then i know like look at like our friend frank like whenever he comes on his episode he'll talk about how we met Mm -hmm. but it was basically that where it's like oh like we had to stick together in classes that were predominant like overwhelmingly white like and um and then it was like oh like i want to get my spanish back Mm -hmm. like it's not that i ever lost it but i don't think i spoke it as much um and then i started speaking it more and more and like I re- like I don't know I guess I could like part of me because like my parents listen to very specific kinds of music uh-huh. and so to me it was like well like if you listen to like Spanish or like quote unquote Mexican music that's what you listen to yeah. but it's like nah there's a whole a bunch whole, of yes, other music too like yeah. other genres and so it's been nice exploring that and so now it's like fuck that like I'm glad my skin isn't pale <laughs> I'm glad my like my Even hair me, is like, my legs, my legs are so white right now because I have not shaved like in mm-hmm. forever and so like if we go to places obviously I'm going to wear pants I was like I'm not unless it's with family I don't yeah. care like I'll be out in shorts but my legs are so white compared to my arms right now if you can see and I'm like dang I need to go tanning <laughs> I can't be out here looking white <laughs> yeah they feel like my face could be like could be like like I'm like paler than you are mm-hmm. but like when i'm like i don't know when i'm like at school in colorado hell nah. no like, yeah. you know but um it's uh yeah so like i really appreciate this kinds of like this month because then like mm-hmm. we can really talk about it and share about it and know like most and of then the not even just like mexicans like you know there's like all the other countries exactly. like Salvador, guatemala honduras like everybody comes together you celebrate yeah. your culture like everybody has a different day and you get to see, like, all the different aspects that makes them them, so. Yeah, because, like, I don't, like, we went to school, it was, like, overwhelmingly Mexican. Yeah, it was not even Like, there was, like, maybe a handful of, like, people that were Latinos but not Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, Any, like, less, like, people that were white. Yeah, I think I only remember one white dude. Maybe two, three that we had. Yeah, and, like, what, school. one white girl? Yeah. Because, like, the other ones, like... Um, that like could have passed for white we also have Latinas no? yes so like you know so yeah so it wasn't like we were really like exposed to like no. oh this is how other <laughs> cultures do it we were just all in our own thing and I guess that's why why I was like feeling a little bit like at that age being like oh like I don't want to be like everyone else like, and then suddenly and then suddenly we went away and it was like I don't like these people <laughs> I want to go back with my people with my people <laughs> So that was like a nice little journey. So now do you celebrate the month? I think only because we're, you know what? Well, besides celebrating it at the school, 
but also like us i was like man how come we don't start celebrating like on the 15th you know like mm-hmm. to do for the whole it's, it's the 15th right the 15th i think we're so. like palgrito and all and that and then my family will be like no nah, because we're not over there we're right here <laughs> oh <laughs> what Oh my but god. Yeah, but yeah, my dad will be seeing like the whole show that they do on Univision Palgrito and all this. And then I'm like, how come we're not celebrating? Like, you'll see pictures from people from like the family in Mexico celebrating when, you know, like all colorful, all the food. And you're like, man, I kind of wish I went during that time. But I know. Yeah, so I don't really celebrate it besides the school. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. Like, they'll do the whole, like, oh, um, wear your uh, culture attire or whatever not saying that so i'll go with like my my blue side you know they're embroidered they're embroidered one so i'll go with that one or i don't know they'll do like cowboy cowgirl day and so you go and mm-hmm. like your stuff honestly i don't do that one though because i don't i don't i can't find boots that fit my chamorros <laughs> so i saw so if anybody out there does custom cowboy cowgirl boots <laughs> Oh, same thing. Like, I don't think we celebrate at all, but also we don't really celebrate a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we ain't out here celebrating, like, 4th of July. We ain't out here celebrating, like, anything. And so, like, um... And then, like, Cinco de Mayo is, like, frowned upon. Yeah. Because my dad's always like, but we didn't do anything. That was all Puebla. And I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. I know. So he was like, so why all these gringos out here celebrating? (laughs) Because I just wanted an excuse to drink. (laughs) And so, like, obviously that's not something we celebrated, but, like... And we don't get, like, days off or anything for that. So it's, like, usually the holidays that we do celebrate are, like, Thanksgiving or, like, Christmas, Christmas, obviously. Yeah, New Year's. Um, But I think, well, like, Thanksgiving, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, we don't either, but we we know it's a big thing. We hang out together, especially because, like, my dad's not working, Mm -hmm. like, you know, so we make it an excuse to, like, oh, we're going to eat, you know? Um, And, like, Christmas, I do think we, like, celebrate a little bit, but, like, not super religiously or anything. Oh, okay. Um, But it's, like, the same thing. Like, Like, we get time off. We sing happy birthday to Jesus right when it's 12. (laughs) That's how religious we are. (laughs) Happy birthday to Jesus. See, we barely even wait till 12. So, we're just like, all right, it's 9. Like, Mm -hmm. let's get the gifts and let's go to bed. Like, my parents should be going to bed early. (laughs) But this no and it would be nice to sell even if it is just like oh let's find some shops to go oh okay like, we can go try see, to do that yeah. you know like what like like local like latino shops um i don't know like i don't know what else i know it would be pretty to go one day to mexico <laughs> right this to go over there i think it gets wild like with all the parades and stuff we would have to choose a, uh, a state that everybody's comfortable going to so, so but yeah so we don't get in trouble yeah so me um i claim michoacan that's where my dad is from from michoacan and then my mom's from zacatecas um i don't know nothing about zacatecas i was like you never talk about yeah i never zacatecas. talk about zacatecas but my mom swears that we would go every like we would be there frequently because um her grandparents were still alive so my great-grandparents mm. um but i don't remember obviously because i was young i was probably like not even a year old and then i had my 15 over there i kind of want to well not kind of i do want to have my wedding over there but los michoacanos we're just known for aguacates that's it (laughs) that's it (laughs) and obviously all the bad crime that goes around with the cartels but Mm. um every time we go like i remember People will be like, fuistes. And I'm like, yes. They're like, ain't it bad? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why do y'all think it's bad? It's not bad. But yeah, so that's all I know from Michoacan, obviously. Oh, and uh, the monarchs too, las monarcas. Quiero ir. Van a, llegan de Canadá. What's their season? November. November. Oh. Yeah, so in November, they say the trees look even creepy because they're all there, like on the tree. Oh. The, monar- the monarch um, butterflies. And then that um, should be when your wedding is, Chelo. In November, a uh, November wedding. Make like a little tour to go season. Yeah, that would be nice. You know what? Maybe in November, yeah. Okay, the Mexico wedding it's, because it's, she's gonna have two. <laughs> she's gonna have one here too. So, <laughs> but yes, that's all I know from Michoacan. I so my dad is from Monterrey, uh, but really it's Escobedo. <laughs> Escobedo Nuevo León and all I really remember from that like I have like a vague memory of the mountains but I'm not entirely sure because <laughs> we really spent a lot of time like in el rancho you know like I remember the chickens oh, yeah, the chicken. I remember taking our baths <clears throat> in the little 
like you know those like like a cubeta, yeah, like, a little, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I remember the cold showers there. My cousins, we were all over the place. Todos descalzos, you know. We were just living our lives, mm-hmm. um, but we don't really go as much anymore because the situation's pretty bad. Yeah. So they're like, oh, like. Like, my aunts and uncles are there, like, no, like, no vengan, like, mejor no. But my dad's been going more and more because my grandma's getting older. And the last time I remember going, I think we were in ninth grade, actually. Ninth grade? Yeah. <clears throat> was um for my for my great-grandma's funeral, so my dad's grandma. Um, and But it was always fun over there. That's when I really got spooked by La Llorona. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, the story of her, like, they would tell me, like, oh, like, yeah, like, my grandma saw her, like, this and that, this and that. And then, like, they don't have windows. Well, like, back then, like, they didn't have windows, yeah. right? Like, it's just, like, um, like, covered with, like, a blanket or something. But at night, like, it flows. So I was oh, just, like, I was, like, laying down and, like, the thing is flowing in and out. I'm just like, ¿Qué tal si pasa por ahí? Llorona, oh, no. So I remember that. Like, that's a memory that I have. Um, and then my mom's from Tamaulipas, from Rio Bravo, which is a border town. And... I just looked it up. There's nothing really going on in Tamaulipas. <laughs> or, like, not Tamaulipas, uh, but Rio Bravo. Just that it's a border town. It's all yeah, they really all said. Um, but it's close to Reynosa, who I think is, like, known for, like, the shops that it has. Like, I remember that's where I would go get, like, my little CDs. Like, oh. the complices al rescate, okay, you know. Okay, um, And then that's really, like, the, we like my mom, go, like, we've been going more often out to, like, see family in the valley and then some of her families in Mexico, like, we've crossed over, or they'll come I think that's over. so cool that you're able to go, just cross over and go see your other side of the family. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that we don't really see a lot now are my parent, my dad's side, but I don't know, hopefully, like, at some point in the future. Yeah, a little saucing. trip or something. And then, um, and then yeah. y'all are so close, too. It's, like, what, only, like, a six, eight-hour drive? It's not that much, yeah. Not that much. Like, once like we're there. Us, us, we drive. I and know. It, it can take up to 24 hours to get there. Mm-hmm. So, but once you get there, I mean, like, yeah. you're at peace because you're home again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, that's a little bit about where we're from. I want to go back. Yeah, but like I, was, I like, really, I really want to take you out to Michoacan because I talk so much about it, and it's such a beautiful state. Like I'm telling you, just, like your wedding everything. at the earliest, you know, or at the latest. Everybody get the whole month of November off because we're <laughs> Ashi. I everybody collect that PTO, get it together. <laughs> um, what's your favorite Mexican tradition? Um, the one that I, that's like a very, like, that's deep in my brain, like memory since I was little that I would like to experience again was the posadas. Mm. Cause we would always go during Christmas time, obviously, cause that's when our breaks were long enough to be over there. Um, so it would be the posadas. Like literally you just go to a house, y te dan ahí todo, mm-hmm. haces el rosario and all this and that. And then like, arrullas al baby, they give you sparklers and everything. <laughs> So I think that, I think any Christmas tradition, Mexican tradition is something Mm -hmm. that, because Christmas is my favorite holiday. So I think those are the ones that are the most memorable and the most favorite. So Mm -hmm. that's fun because we're, so my parents are planning on moving back to the valley or not back because they never lived there, but moving to the valley. And my mom's already ready. She's like, los posadas. Like, you know, like, and I was like, because we just saw my cousin a week ago and it's like, oh, like, all like. Christmases are gonna be lit because we're all actually gonna be yeah. together now. Like when mm-hmm. I go back home, like y'all are all gonna be there too. Um, and so it's like, oh, we're looking forward to it because I've never really experienced any of those here because we don't really have like family here. And so, and we never really were able to be like, oh, we're gonna go mm-hmm. like over there in Christmas. We always went in the summer. And so I, I think my current favorite mexican tradition i really like dia de los muertos oh i don't know yeah. you know that's my vibe you know that's my like time that's when i come out you know <laughs> and it's been really big now in the u.s mm. too like now a lot of people i guess are showing how they celebrate it because when my grandpa passed in 2011 we, he literally passed right after dia de los muertos so mm. his first dia de los muertos was 2012 and i had told my mom i was like le vamos a hacer un altar and then my mom was like, sí, le hacemos aquí uno chiquito. So, like, we did one. Mm. We put his little cigarettes, his little Diet Coke. Um, so, yeah, so he was there. And then she ended up putting her her grandparents, too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then, you know, um, it's been growing as the years go by. But, um, yeah, I mean, now we put, like, the a big old table outside. Right yeah. here, like, the porch area. And so it'll just be, like, everybody there. And, like, all their favorite stuff. And then we'll have the little babies, too, um, that have gone, too. But, um, yeah, I can see why Dia de los Muertos. 
then especially mm. Coco helped a lot. Coco was so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, like, we have, like, an altar. Like, it's, like, there, like, like all, like, the time. But, like, my mom spruces it up a little bit more. For Dia los Mors. Um, and it's been nice, like, too. Like, even just learning more about it. Because, like, we don't really celebrate it here in the U.S. or anything. And I've never, like, been in Mexico, like, to, like... Oh, like, the day, like, oh, you go to, like, the cemetery mm-hmm. and, like, do this and that. Like, that would be really nice. Um, so it's been nice to be, like, oh, like, I'm connecting more también. Yes. Like, um, but I really like that. It's, like, a nice, like, way to remember folks. And it's, like, the same thing. Like, oh, you bring out, like, their favorite foods. And, like, we include, like, in ours, like, same thing. But, like, we also include, like, our pets. Oh, okay. Like, That's cute. And so we have, like, their pictures. And we actually have uh, Rumble's ashes there, too. Oh. But the rest of them, we don't have that. We just buried them. Yeah. So, like... This is probably like, no, we want the ashes. But we still have everybody else's photos on there. You That's know. nice. I didn't know so y'all like, added. I love, love for baby. It's not surprising, but I didn't know y'all added the pets too. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and your favorite Mexican dish? Um, It has to be the one that my mom makes for me, which she didn't make them this birthday, but hmm. there's still time, I guess. <laughs> You know, there's always next year. Um, it's the enchiladas verdes. Mm. It's literally just enchiladas and verde sauce. Mm. Um, con pollo. And then she just rolls them up and then they get fried with a little bit of um oil. Mm. And then you you grab a lettuce leaf, you put the enchilada in there mm. with the papas and zanahorias that she sauteed. Mm. And then if you want, you put a little bit of crema and then a little, and then you put queso and you just eat it. Best meal ever. Best meal ever. But yeah, <laughs> that's why she makes them for my birthday. But this year she didn't make them, so. It's okay. Oh. This, you know, you celebrate the whole month. You know? Yeah. There's still, <laughs> there's still the rest of August. Um, I don't know. I have like a special love for like tamales, I think. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just like know that like we eat them like every year. Mm-hmm. So like, um. Like, some of my cousins will still be like, yo, like, your mom's tamales. I know, your mom's tamales are really good. Her salsa, oof. Literally, literally to die for. Anotó una enchilada ahí. But oh, she was mad when yeah. she made it. <laughs> oh, and I don't know. Like I do, like I do. Like sometimes, like I'll be like, oh, yeah, me canse. But then it's also like I get really excited yeah. when she's making mm-hmm. some more. It's like, yes, more tamales. And so I don't know. I really like those. And just in general, like this isn't like a Mexican thing, but obviously, like anything with like tortillas de harina, like in the morning, oh, like any kind of little breakfast yeah. taco. It's one of my favorite things. But like with her tortillas. I'm more of a mama east girl, not mm-hmm. Arina. But your mom's mm-hmm. tortillas are good. Yeah. My mom likes the, the ones in my soup. Like whenever she makes those, it's popping. You know? Yeah. Like to the point where like even Apollo won't eat the regular tortillas <laughs> from my parents because yeah. he wants the other the tortillas. Other but he'll eat them when I give them to him. Because I guess he's like, well, esta, esta no va a cocinar. So if she's giving me these, <laughs> these are fine. But when it's my parents giving him tortillas, he's like, mm-hmm. I know you got yeah. better. <laughs> Which is he's like, you know what house I'm in. <laughs> Why are you trying to fool me? And both of them, they're Mexican. They'll be eating their tamales too. They get so excited. Apollo would eat them raw. Oh my he, would, he would steal them from the table. And my mom was making them. So empachado so. con la masa. Mm-hmm. He's just so excited. Um, so bringing it back to our theme of the episode. Um, so platonic relationships in Mexican culture, are they a thing? I think they're more, the only times I've heard like, oh, tu amor platonico is like in novelas. Mm. That's it. But even then, I don't think it was like the actual, like our definition of platonic relationship. So like what like what did they mean by that? Like, like oh it's mi amor platonico, like just some actor. Okay, so like a person novela, like yeah. saying that about an actor. Because yeah. that's what our friend Sylvia said in one of the questions that she submitted to us um for like our Fishbowl Friday episode. Oh, so yes. um uh we didn't answer it in, in our last one, but maybe we can talk about it now or it's like oh like can like because when I heard this question or like when uh, you asked this question like and put it on the on the list to talk about today. Like my first thought was like I feel like it's not because like um there's such like an emphasis on like oh like men and like women can't like cohabitate yeah, they can't or cohabit- like this or that. And so like when we were in college we could only be like in all girl dorms mm-hmm. and we wanted to move out. Like it took a long or, like, time even for my the, parents. The funny story that um that I told Frank, like obviously you know it too. 
when we were planning on moving out to an apartment, I told mm. my mom, mm. I was like, oh, because my mom was like, pues, ¿quién y quién va a estar ahí viviendo con ustedes? And I was like, ah, pues, va a ser yo, Melissa, Yvonne, y Frank. And mm. she had already met Frank, but she was like, and why Frank? And then I was like, <laughs> mom, like, he's going to have his own room, like, it'll be fine. He looks <laughs> I was like, aparte es gay. She was like, she was like, me vale si es gay. Dice, como que te puede tratar de hacer algo. I was like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I was like, mom, not even. Yeah. But yeah. So like, yeah, like even, even that, oh, him being gay, he can't be near you. Like, yeah, oh, he can't like that the was always the thing too, where it's like, oh, like, is that like even, like, even like with someone being gay and you're like oh like nothing would ever happen with this yeah. like it's still really frowned down upon or like not like you don't really fully believe it it's like nah like guys and girls can't just be friends and like live together and like nothing going on um and same thing with like I always felt that because like even like back when I was like I don't know like 13 14 like I couldn't go to the movies with like Joe oh you know like yeah. and it's like is Joe <laughs> I don't know and like you could say that like no like I don't see him like that like I see him as a brother and they would be like no 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 like this and that this and that <laughs> and so like to them it's like family is like blood family yeah. you know like any other guy like nah like and so it was like a whole thing and so I feel like it may be becoming a little bit more accepted but like for a, like in my for growing longest, up yeah. it was like not a thing like oh like you can't just be friends and that was the question that somebody was asking like oh like can men and women be just like like can they be platonic partners or platonic friends and i think they can i think they can too yes even being like oh like oh i only have like platonic friends that are guys who are gay like nah like i don't like i think it could like be possible. in general yeah yes, like it can be just because you would be sexually attracted or romantically attracted to like that person doesn't necessarily mean that you will be like mm -hmm. not everything has to cross that line like it could and that's fine but um I think it's hard for I think sometimes Mexicans to comprehend yeah, to, that to understand especially if it's like to like like a man and a woman and then that's not even getting into the whole conversation of like the gender binary and everything yes, but like oh that's goodness. that's how things are viewed in our community but yeah even, like, my uncle thinking that me and Melissa are gal pals. I'm like, no, she's just my friend. Why, we can't just be friends she's or my, what? She's my BFF. <laughs> but, yeah, I have I have beef with that uncle because he always be talking to Mac. Bruh. Versus compared to, like, a lot of people thinking we're sisters. Mm -hmm. Where it's also like, damn, we can't be this close if we're not related. Yeah, like, we're not related. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. Well, how, how have you experienced it? The whole... Yeah, like, how like how have you... Like, what, like, do you think it can be a thing? I think it can. I mean, I don't think I've ever had, like, a platonic relationship with a guy before. Oh, I mean, like, in our community, though, like, do you think, like, people are being more accepting of, like, you having a platonic partner? I think more with our generation, mm -hmm. but the past generations, no. Mm -hmm. They definitely not. Because Lolo ahí empiezan, ah, y esto no, and it's like, no, like, he's not. Mm -hmm. But I think now it is more accepting of a guy and a woman just being friends. How long? How much longer do you think will last? You think we'll go another 16? I would hope so. I think I'm for sure thinking that our whole like dynamic will change once one of us gets into a relationship. Or like if you end up leaving Houston. Mm. You get me? Because I'm pretty sure we'll still be as close. But it's that whole thing of like being able to hang out with each other and stuff. That's going to change a lot. Mm. So I think that's the only thing. I'm not going to say, you know, our relationship's not going to be as strong if those two things happen but i'm pretty sure it's going to create new challenges for us to overcome mm. and to still be able to have this whole platonic life partner stuff yeah but that's where like that effort comes in you know yeah and it can be more like oh you know a new place for you to come visit like let's for go sure out. more reason for me to come over here too mm -hmm. you know uh like keep coming to houston uh and yeah like we just we kind of get you can kind of get creative with it but like yeah it's like not gonna be as easy without like the proximity oh my god we're gonna be long distance maybe <laughs> who knows who knows who knows honestly um, hoping that you will be able to stay here but if you end up leaving <laughs> i guess like i guess she's gone uh but i'll never be fully gone i'm gonna be up here that's why you need your own place so i could just you know, with the guest room you know with the guest aka room. melissa's room <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, because then we'll be 32. I don't know, hopefully, like, 
we get to our 16 years yeah it'll be the 32nd year when we're 45 when we're 45 yeah have your kids i feel like that would be like a whole nother fun dynamic too with your kids with the kids yeah i feel like that's like it'll be exciting to see how the relationship changes because we've been kind of more or less the same Mm -hmm. so we haven't really changed like life experiences haven't fully changed in that sense like oh like none of us have been in like a super like um, committed relationship yeah like no. long term or nothing like no. neither of us have kids mm-hmm. like our jobs aren't like completely demanding you know or anything mm-hmm. like that right now so it's like oh you know a ver que pasa. and but, then we also haven't fully reached like our full potential of where we want to be yeah career like, wise like, oh, as like, well for now it's like we're still kind of getting there so like once we're like established in some way like it's gonna be a lot more work Mm-hmm. But I also think then, like... I think I'm looking forward to the challenge to I see like, how... Yeah, like, moments together mm-hmm. just mean so much more. And Because, listen, the number one question we always get asked is, how do y'all deal with conflict? So I'm, I'm ready to see how I we actually gonna see. <laughs> deal with a real conflict issue. I don't know, because I feel like we've just been coasting. So, coasting. <laughs> you know, like, 16 years, it's like, I don't know, it hasn't really been hard. Uh, in the sense of like, oh, like we went two years without talking to each other or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what, I'm over here like, what kind of conflict? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So it's like, uh, I guess we'll see. Here's to here's to the journey for here's, another yeah. sixteen years. Here's to another sixteen years. All right. And the pos- the podcast I think will help because we get to know each other more and more. True that. To close out, let's do this a little- episode was actually a little bit shorter, which we're surprised. So yeah, but this is what we wanted. Like when we were yeah. making like a bit of a script, we were like, okay, we need to write down less things that we want to talk about because we said when we started, nah, our episodes are going to be like thirty minutes. Yeah, they have not been. They have minutes. not been. So we're you know we're, we're making an effort. It. We're making an effort. It's because we had a lot to say from the beginning. Now we're you know, now we're calming down. Yeah, cause we don't want to repeat a lot of the stuff that we say, too. So that's why some of these episodes will be shorter than, like, the previous ones or the ones to come. Yes. Because, but yeah. Okay. Right. So now to the last part of this. We get to choose our card. I'm choosing first. And mine says, what's my favorite brick and mortar? store oh that's not a brick and it's like a Ain't that just mean like a place and i thought it meant a like a place i thought it meant like a hole in a wall type of deal nah girl i think it just means like a physical no. store not, look it up not something that's online no that's like a okay maybe our biggest conflict will be right now <laughs> a business that operates conventionally rather than um over the internet Oh, what? but I guess they, well, that doesn't count then because Old Navy also is Does online. online. Yeah. So something that's See, I thought it was like a hole in the wall type of deal. Not true. Like your best, like, oh, just like place that's a hole in the wall. Like you wouldn't go in there, but you only know it's good because the person said it's good. Yeah. You give me like word of mouth, basically, like small yeah. business type. Yeah. So I don't I mean, even know what my hole in the wall, what my... I know, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know which one it was, though, in the beginning? It was the Waffle Bus, because uh, it used to be a food truck, and then they turned into a little small business, and then now they got this big old... Yeah, but it, I don't think that would have counted, because I don't think those count as brick and mortar. Yeah. The, the, the... Okay, so negative, we're switching to the back. <laughs> oh, we already did this one. It says, what's our favorite movie? So, if you don't know, go to the other episodes and find out. Oh, no, because it says, "What's my middle name? What's my middle name?" You don't got no middle name. I don't have it. My parents do not believe in middle names. <laughs> oh, okay. What was my first car? Um, I don't know what kind it was, but it was that little car. <laughs> you know, give us a little bit of trouble. We thought it was gonna it, explode one time. It leaked, it leaked gas, so <laughs> I was there filling it all the time. What kind was it? It was a 2005. Well, we still have it. The 2005 Chevy Malibu. I thought it was a Malibu, so my mom, but I was like, I wasn't sure. My mom uses it now for, that's her work car. But now it's giving trouble on the steering wheel. Like, I don't know. But, um. It was but hilarious. Yeah. She got that car and it would only tell you the speed uh, based on kilometers. In kilometers, not miles. <laughs> we were able to look at the manual and now it tells it in miles. But like for a hot minute, you were driving it around like that. kilometers. <laughs> Just- I had to download an app that would tell me the speed. Yeah. So I had to download that. But yeah. But luckily, my parents found on the manual how to change it back to miles. And so miles per hour and all that. And we were good. But yeah. So one day, I was literally putting gas. Because I would notice that after put like pumping gas or whatever, that it would stall on me. Like, it would stop while I was driving. 
But come to find out, the gas pump, I don't know what's wrong with it. I think no está nivelada bien. So it doesn't get filled properly or something like that. So my fear was always running out of gas because I was like, I don't know what this is. So as soon as it told me like, oh, you're at 100 miles like left of fuel, I would go and pump gas. So one of these days I took Melissa with me. She was with me. And so then I'm pumping gas. And then I don't know if it was you or me. Something, right? You were like, it's something. I think it might have been me on the other you, side of yeah. the car that you were pumping. I like, I because th- I, like, I probably had the door open or something and I looked down and there was just a bunch of oil there. Like, yeah, you're like, what the heck? Like, but it was gasoline of- from yeah, the pump yeah, yeah. that we were putting, that I was, yeah, that that I was pumping. It was just gas coming out. And I was like, what the heck? So then I called my dad right away and then he was like, just drive it to the apartment. All of a sudden, now we'll be there tomorrow. So my dad drove. My parents, my whole family drove from Houston all the way to College Station to see what was wrong with it. And then I was out there driving my dad's van. <laughs> but then also we were like, uh, should she turn it on? Yeah. Like, is this gonna, like, blow up? And then I think I'm so thankful for that gasoline stop, like, station or whatever, because their area was at a slope. Oh, That's the yeah. only reason we noticed that. Yeah. Because it started tirando moving gasolina it. Because it was at a slope. It was at, at an angle, so... You could see, like, the liquid or whatever. But, yeah. And then your first car was that Mercury one, right? The black Mercury one? It was a Milan. There you go. Milan, Milan, Mercury, Milan. Yep. All right. Your your (laughs) turn. What was my go-to Halloween costume when I was a kid? Uh, I want to say either a cat or a witch. You were a princess. Nah. (laughs) For a few years. I don't know. I guess I just never... Like, I honestly, I think what it was is that I never got a new costume, so I would just keep wearing it. Oh. And the other one, and I don't know if you want to answer this one, what's my bedtime? No time. Literally, you'll just be on your phone, and then usually it'll be me saying, all right, I'm going to sleep. Good night. And she'll still be on her phone. It'll be like 2, 3 in the morning, and she'll still be on it. Um, It depends on what time I go to bed. uh Uh-huh. I'll always stay up a little bit. After, like, the time that I am actually physically in bed. Yeah. I knock out. Ooh. Okay. All right, all well, right. then, that was our 16, Sweet 16 episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. And um, you already know to hit us up and with more questions and stuff that you have. Yeah. So, next week, we will be doing um, a, what we call our special segment called Fishbowl Fridays, where we're going to answer listener questions. So go ahead and uh, DM us on socials at plppodcast94 or email us um, some questions at platoniclifepartners94 at gmail.com. And we might get your questions answered. And if we don't answer them next uh, in two weeks from now, then, you know, it'll be at the next Fishbowl Friday. Yeah, we're going to save your questions and then get to them eventually. So shoot us shoot us an email or a message and we'll talk to you in two weeks yep bye bye you've been listening to platonic life partners created and hosted by consuelo morales and melissa villarreal produced by michael valdez consuelo morales and melissa villarreal logo designed by danny lopez rojina Social media photography by Liliana Salas. Find us on all social media platforms at POP Podcast 94 or email us at platoniclifepartners94 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and join us again next time. Cha-cha!